Welcome to the podcast Game Changers with Jeff Newkirk, formerly known as Understandable Solutions. I'm your host, Jeff Newkirk. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast Game Changers with Jeff Newkirk. Today we're going to talk about communication. It's so important to communicate effectively. And we probably all could use a little improvement on that. So we'll talk about ways to improve our communication. Before I get into that, I want to talk about my game changers for the week. And I have a few. First, from Moscow, Idaho, the police department there, along with the Indiana State Police and the FBI, and I think as well the authorities from Pennsylvania. They worked collaboratively to bring in suspect Brian Koberger. Now, Brian Koberger uh, has been arrested. Hopefully, he'll be brought to justice. Uh, He was arrested for the killing of four college students in Idaho. We've all been on pins and needles with this crime. It's a horrific crime, and we hope that the right person has been arrested and that he is brought to justice And thank you to my game changers, the Moscow police in Idaho, the Indiana State Police, the FBI, and all the authorities involved in Pennsylvania. So thank you. My other game changer for the week is teacher Abigail Zwerner from Virginia. Now this story just just happened. And it is a brutal story. Abigail Zwerner is a teacher in Virginia, teaches first grade, and she was allegedly shot by a student. Now, you heard that correctly, a first grade student. Now, we can't confirm if that's accurate or not, but what Abigail Zwerner experienced was, in her first grade classroom, being shot and saving the rest of her class, her first grade class. And friends, I got to tell you, My wife is a teacher. She teaches first grade. And it's scary out there. So, Abigail's Werner, thank you for what you do. Thank you for saving the kids in her class. And whoever whoever pulled the trigger, may they be brought to justice. All right. The other thing I want to bring up before we get into communication quickly, one of the goals I have, and I talked about being a goaler in a previous episode, uh, is reading books. You know, the only way we can get smarter is to take in information. And my goal is to read at least one book a week. So as I read some good books, I'm going to pass those on. And I've got two today. The first, On Juneteenth, is the title by Annette Gordon-Reed. It is a book about growing up in Texas in the South. And Annette Gordon-Reed grew up in the uh, 60s and 70s. And thankfully, the area in Texas where she grew up in, and hopefully the entire country is much different than it was. But she talks about how racist the area was and how she and her family endured that racism and what Juneteenth means to them and to the African-American community. And for yours truly, it was a true education to read this book. So I suggest it. It's called On Juneteenth. Again, the author, Annette Gordon-Reed. 
The other book I'm going to suggest is called 12 Rules for Life by Jordan Peterson. Now, it's kind of common sense, really, the rules that he presents, but in it's really important for us to have some uh, rules to live by. And I've talked about my core values. Rule number eight, I think, is especially important, and that is to tell the truth, or at least, as he says, don't lie. Studies have shown that most of our population lies at least one time during the day. And in, in psychology today, there was a study that's indicated that 1% of our population lie at least 20 times a day. Now, these are the overachievers in dishonesty. But friends, rule number eight, according to Jordan Peterson, tell the truth. Boy, it'll make our world so much better if we just are honest with each other. Now let's talk about communication. First, verbal versus nonverbal. Now there's a psychologist, his American psychologist. His name is, let's see if I can pronounce this correctly, Albert Morabian. Albert Morabian. And what he says is that there's the 73855 model of communication. 7% of our communication is only through words. So whatever communication we're, we're doing, it's going to only 7% of it is, is received by the words that we use. 38% is through the tone and the voice that we use in communicating, while the remaining 55% is through body language. Now, I can't confirm that this is actually true because if you just saw somebody's body language and their movements, but they didn't say a word, I'm not sure that you could figure out what they were saying. I think it's probably more than 7%. But that being said, it's important to note that our nonverbal is pretty important. So how we present ourselves when we're talking, when we're communicating, is really important. And I can tell you for myself, I've been called out, you know, by somebody who says, well, what's wrong? Why are you so angry? When I'm not angry at all, but I have a frown on my face. My nonverbal is telling somebody that I'm angry or upset, which I'm not at all. So I have to be mindful of the nonverbal cues that I'm giving off. We've all heard about when you cross your arms, that is a nonverbal cue of being negative towards something or somebody. So we want to be positive. We want to keep our facial expression either in a neutral or smile and stay away from the frown or an unhappy face and try to make sure that your arms are not crossed. Know who you are communicating with. So you can communicate in the most productive and efficient way possible. Now, not only does that mean be positive, but if you're talking with somebody who is extremely extroverted, well, then let them talk, right? Because that's how they communicate through words and you have to let them use their words. If you're talking with somebody who is an introvert or is more concerned about facts and, and data and structure and logic, maybe they're not as 
vocal, well, then you can have most of the words in that conversation, say most of the words in that conversation, but make sure you listen to what they say because when they talk, it's going to be important and it's going to be meaningful. So make sure that you know who you're talking with, who you're trying to communicate with. And sometimes if they are extroverted, again, having a conversation is more important than sending a text or an email. If they're more introverted, maybe a text or an email is better. But then if you're going to use a text or an email, keep the emotion out of it. And I would suggest that would be true no matter how you're communicating, whether you're communicating verbally or in text or email, keep emotion out of it. Remember I've said before, emotion high, logic low. When you are emotional, your ability to process information in a logical manner, well, it diminishes greatly. Inverse correlation between logic and emotion. And when you're typing up a text and you're emotional, you don't know how that those words are going to be received on the other end. You might be typing in such a way that it's it, you're happy. But maybe you've used all caps and a couple of exclamation points and the word choice is a little different. Well, that might be received as you're angry. So keep the emotion out of it. Try to be really emotion free. So whatever you're saying, whatever you're communicating, whether verbally or in text or email or letter, it is received in the manner in which you intended to send it. All right, so verbal versus nonverbal, important stuff. Now let's talk about really connecting with somebody. How do you really connect with somebody? Because this is how, can, through connection, how you really have that rich communication. And the person that I think to, think of, when we talk about connecting and communicating, is my dad, my late father. He was really, really good at communication. Not only was he a great letter writer, you know, he was extremely professional, could write the best professional letter, but he was also a tremendous communicator, whether it was in a presentation to a group or just in a one-on-one. -on -one. And what made him so good was his ability to connect with people. And it didn't matter what level, it didn't matter where you were from, what you stood for. He was genuinely interested in what you had to say. And I can recall when I was little and he'd bring me into work with him and he was an executive and he would make rounds around the hospital. He was a hospital administrator and I'd tag along with him and he'd stop and talk to people. And it was never just, hi, how you doing? How's work? It was, hi, Susan, or hi, Joe, how's the day going? Hey, I remember that you did such and such, you know, at home, or, you know, like, I, I remember you were buying a car or a new home, or I remember you were going to have a wedding in the family, or, you know, something personal about their life. And he asked it in a way that he, he was genuine, he really cared, and he really did. It wasn't like, you know, just surface stuff. He really was able to ask those questions that got people engaged in the conversation. So he was, he was authentic. And what you saw 
That's what you got. There was nothing superficial. And he was just so engaging as a person, as an executive. And I think that's what helped him to be so successful. So some, some tips on making sure that you have that connection with somebody. Number one, be honest. You know, people can see right through you if you're being dishonest, if you're not, not telling the truth. Remember rule number eight from Jordan Peterson, tell the truth or at least don't lie. People will know. People will figure it out. Number two, be humble. You don't have to go around telling everybody how great you are. Because you know what? If you do, you're probably not that great. You know, if you have to sell, tell people, well, I did this and I did that. And, you know, I was promoted and I make, you know, $20 million, whatever. You know, people will figure out how good you are and how much value you bring to the conversation or to the community or to the world just by your actions. Let your humility come through. Be humble. Number three, what I was talking about, my dad, be genuine. Just be who you are. You know, don't fake it. Don't be dishonest. Don't be superficial. Be genuine. Be true to who you are. There is nobody else in this world like you. You are not like anyone else in this world. You are you. You are special. You are awesome. So just be you. Just be you and people will be more engaged with, with what you have to say when you're just being genuine and authentic. Next, number four, keep it simple. If I'm talking to somebody and I can't understand what they're telling me because they're using terms that I don't even know and I, you know, these phrases that I can't understand, well, then I'm not going to be interested in what they have to say. Keep it simple. You don't, you don't have to impress people by using these multi-syllable words or talk about things that are so, you know, outrageous that, you know, makes you uh, come across as you're so important. Again, people will figure that out. People will figure out, figure out because you're being who you are. You show some humility and you're talking in a manner that people will understand. Like I said about my dad, he was able to communicate with people on multiple levels. It didn't matter where you worked, where you were from, what kind of education you had. He treated everybody exactly the same. And man, I just, I love that. And I, I hope that I have some success. Man, I use that word again, hope. So let me rephrase. I'm working to have success in that area of making sure that people receive what I say equally, no matter where they're from, who they are, or anything about them. I want to be able to treat everybody the same way, keeping it simple, being myself, having some humility, and being honest. Now, the last one I'm going to suggest, compassionately direct. I've been told many times that I'm super direct and I'm not sure that that's always meant in a compliment. You know, when somebody says, man, you are really being direct. 
Well, I don't think that's like, Jeff, boy, that's really awesome. You're really being direct. That's great. It's more like, you know, you're kind of being offensive. And I never, never mean to be offensive. But I'm also not going to work on a walk on eggshells. I'm not going to dance around a topic. I'm going to call it like I see it. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to use, hopefully, offensive wording. I'm going to try and make it very simple. I'm going to try to keep it professional. But I'm going to be straightforward. And I'm going to be direct in what I have to say. So nobody has to figure out what I'm trying to communicate. But the first part of that phrase, compassionately direct, is compassionately. So you can be direct, you can be straightforward, but you have to have some compassion. Understand that you don't exactly know where the other person is coming from. You don't know because you can't crawl in their head to figure it out. So you have to have some compassion. Don't judge them because again, you don't, you're not them. They, you're, they are not you. You, you can try to understand each other, but you can't be each other. Have some compassion for each other and be direct in your communication. So I think that's hard to do. And I, I, I have not, uh, I'm not an expert at it by any means, but being compassionately direct is something that I'm working on improving all the time because I don't mind when people say, wow, Jeff, you're super direct. I don't mind that at all. What I do mind is when somebody says, you're really offensive because you're so direct. I, I don't want that. I don't want that at all. I want people to know that I'm compassionate and I want people to know that I'm going to be straight up with them. I'm going to call it like I see it, but I'm going to provide love and kindness at the same time. Okay, let me go through that list really quick again. In order to be, have that connection and be a strong communicator. Be honest, number one. Have some humility, number two. Be yourself, be genuine, number three. Keep it simple, number four. Number five, be compassionately direct. I think this will help you be a strong and effective communicator. And the overall objective in every communication, in my opinion, should be to add value. Add value to the other person, add value to the situation, add value to your environment. If you are always going into a situation, into a conversation with the mindset of how can I add value to this? How can I make it better? How can I improve the situation? you'll come out much better. The person or persons you're speaking with or communicating with, they will come out better. Be honest, have humility, be authentic, keep it simple, be compassionately direct, all with the mindset of adding value. Okay, communication, so important. Let's all try to communicate better. Maya Angelou, I think said it best. And she said this, at the end of the day, people won't remember what you said or did. They will remember how you made them feel. And that's all about adding value or taking away value. Have that mindset of adding value. 
Thank you so much for listening today to the Game Changers with Jeff Newkirk. I also want to thank my sponsor, Outstanding DNA. Outstanding DNA, skivvies, underwear for men, made with a purpose right here in the USA. They are supporting veterans and by donating a certain portion of their revenue to nonprofits, specifically Fob Razor, which is a nonprofit set up to help those veterans and first responders. And I can't think of a better way to help them than buying something that you need and get a good quality product. And that's underwear from Outstanding DNA. So thanks to them. Thanks again for tuning in to Game Changers with Jeff Newkirk. Today was a great day. Tomorrow is going to be even better. Peace, everyone.